Welcome to Man in the Hat Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Nortoon. Where I spend 10-15 minutes of your Saturday when you choose to listen, I cover sports news, standings, hat of the day, and recently added segment, Dope Stuff. You can always find me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under Man in the Hat Sports Podcast, and follow me on my new YouTube channel at Man in the Hat Sports Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Man in the Hat Sports Podcast. I'm joined by one of my good buddies, Ethan, as he joins on another episode today. How you doing today, Ethan? I'm doing good, Luke. Thanks for having me again, man. Yeah. Had a great time with you last time, so we'll continue to, to have you on here. So without further yeah. ado, let's uh, <laughs> jump into some content. Today's a big day for sports. First of all, you got college football playoffs and the rankings came out and there's a lot of championship games today. So we can kind of see what what's going to happen if certain teams win or lose. And we'll go from there. Let me just pull up my mm-hmm. screen. Perfect. So here we got the rankings from college football playoffs. Number one, Georgia, two, Michigan, three, Bama, four, Cincinnati and five, Oklahoma State. Top four make the playoffs who's the team that excites you the most in the top four right now i'm gonna be honest with you i'm a bit of an underdog so i love underdog teams i'm going for cincinnati to be honest with you they just excite me they play just amazing football from what i've seen and it's just it's just been amazing to watch them play and go this route it's just amazing to watch them and compete with all these top these other top teams like georgia michigan alabama ohio state all these different teams. It's just, I just love watching the way they play football. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. So right now the first non-power five conference to be in the top four ever since the college football playoffs has been a thing and their head coach, Mm -hmm. this is going to blow your mind. I don't know if you've seen any of this. So Luke Fickle, (laughs) Luke Fickle, the head coach came in in 2017, Mm -hmm. his combined record right now in the four or five years he's been there is Mm -hmm. 47 and 14. Yeah. That yeah. that to me, a non a non power five conference that dominates the way they do is it's ridiculous. It's it's insane. It's really insane. It's it's honestly, in my opinion, it's nice to see a non power five school just come in and compete with these teams. As I was saying earlier, you know, I love seeing that. I love seeing underdogs. I'm an underdog man. A hundred percent. I, I agree with you because honestly, <laughs> I feel like the selection committee is a little SEC biased. So. To, oh, see, 100%. to see other teams get some love. And honestly, Cincinnati should have probably been in the top four earlier, but, you know, mm-hmm. it took them to be 12-0 and 0 to be in the top four. Yeah. Um, but now they are, in 2025, they're moving to the Big 12 as they're in the American uh, Athletic Conference right yeah. now. But I think yeah, that's a, re- a real good move for Cincinnati to be into a, a Power 5 conference after – you know, Texas and Oklahoma left for the SEC, and oh my gosh, what a terrible move for Texas. Texas has played so poorly this year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Texas was thinking. Oklahoma, I can understand, but I can guarantee you Oklahoma is probably gonna, not going to be playing the same in the SEC compared to the Big 12. No, and, the same. and especially <laughs> after Lincoln Riley gets up and moves to the Pac-12, like I, their, their team is going to dissipate real quick. Oh, easily, easily. I mean, they still have a pretty good football program there. Um, it's just going to depend on who their next coach is going to be. Yeah, I mean, the biggest issue, though, you uh, 
Lincoln Riley just changed the Pac-12 for the better. You know, the Pac-12 oh, is absolutely. Ar- arguably the worst conference in football. Arguably the worst conference mm-hmm. in college football. Mm-hmm. So for, for him yeah. to move over to the Pac-12 at pretty much one of the most popular Pac-12 schools in USC, you know, in the early mm-hmm. 2000s, they had uh, guys like Reggie Bush, Matt Leinard. They were mm-hmm. winning national titles. Now, mm-hmm. th- now they got a chance, especially because mm-hmm. you're you already seeing top recruits leave Oklahoma to come to USC. Yep, yep. You're already seeing top five-star ranked players coming to USC. It's insane. And the Pac-12 now is just probably going to be more than likely a USC conference. Oh, 100%. I mean, maybe, with, may, maybe with Oregon and Utah fighting, but even then with USC and all the players coming from Oklahoma to USC, it's still going to probably be a USC conference. Dude, Oregon just got the rails beat off last night in Las Vegas. I know. Utah just Yeah, in the Pac-12. Them. I know. <laughs> They, they won. I think that was the second time Utah beat them. Yeah. Because so, I know that they beat them earlier this season. So, bef- uh, I don't so remember before the final Utah played them, Oregon was 9-1, and one, and they were the third-ranked mm-hmm. team in the college football playoffs. Now they're yep. – they have two losses against Utah. So, what are they, 10-2, and two, something like that, or maybe – I think so, something like or that. Or 9-3. and, three. Ten and two. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, not a good look for the Pac-12 because obviously, you know, the Pac-12 doesn't get a lot of love <laughs> in college football. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're gonna we don't win all the time. <laughs> a dominant team, but yeah. The thing that really is really interesting here is uh, Brian Kelly of Notre Dame going over to mm-hmm. LSU. Yeah, just and before the yeah. The one thing too, it. I I would say it's I thought it was a little disrespectful in the fact like he said on a tweet, it's like, oh, going to talk to the team. I was looking into it. He only talked to the players for about five minutes and he got up and left for Louisiana. Oh my goodness. So it's that's like, it, clearly this team means nothing to you and a team that's the sixth ranked in college football rankings right now. So if they were to win and other teams were to lose, they could possibly get in. So I don't they know have why. They a chance. I don't know yeah. why he would, he wouldn't wait till after the season. Yeah, they have, they have a huge chance and, uh, from what I've heard, they're thinking of having, I think it's their, who is it, their defensive coordinator? What's his name? Yeah, that, that got uh, hired on as the, the next head coach. Yeah, yeah. If he, if he can pull through and win this game, win this next game and have these other teams luckily lose, then they have definitely a chance. Yeah. And it's going to be crazy. And um, I don't know if Brian Kelly's going to be, like, jealous or <laughs> – <laughs> I would be, I'd be, but I mean, I guess the team means nothing to him. He just gets up and walks out. Clearly. Yeah. Especially uh, leaving a sixth ranked team. Like what yeah, the heck? They're 11 and one. So I just like, yeah. why would just wait till after the season? It's not like LSU's going anywhere. Yeah. Do you have LSU's latest ranking or were they ranked? I can't remember. I don't even ranked. think so. Let's see here. LSU. <laughs> no, they're definitely not even in the top 25. Yeah. So, I didn't think so. For, to <laughs> I didn't me, think so. To me, that's not a good look. We like, your season's not over yet, and you're literally the sixth-ranked team. And I, yeah. I just baffles me a little bit. I don't know, man. College, but, college football with the coaching is just—it's just bizarre. It is. It's just really bizarre. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't either. Oh well. But honestly, one of my favorite teams in this right now has got to be—is got to be Michigan right now. Mm-hmm. Michigan's really turned their season around. They haven't really been playing well Absolutely. the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And this year, Harbaugh finally beat Ohio State after being 0-5 against them. That's a huge win for Michigan. I'm, I'm very proud of them, and I love the way that they beat Ohio State. Watching the game, 
it was a snow game. So that just adds a little bit more uh, awe factor into that game. The fact, you know, you've seen the pictures and the snow is everywhere. So yeah, <laughs> definitely was cold in Michigan. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. In Ann Arbor. Oh yeah, God. absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I was, I was glad to see that Michigan rolled over Ohio state. hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I said, today's championship games for football. So big matchup between Georgia and Bama in the SEC title game. And here's my hot take. If Alabama loses, they're out of the top four. Yep. So even even though, like I said, the SEC has got a bias, so they could theoretically still be in, but their defense has just been not too great this year. Obviously they're 11 and one, but. Yeah. That one loss was against Texas A&M, right? That last minute. Yeah, it was the last second field goal. Last second field goal. Yeah, if it, that game is huge because if Alabama loses, they're out, and you have either Oklahoma State or Cincinnati can get up there. They could yeah. both get up there with a chance, honestly. Interesting thing here is Bama's got some history on their side against Georgia. The, yeah, last, the last 10 years, Alabama is 5-0 and against Georgia. Yeah, that's true. But the thing about it is, is that I've, I've looked up at that Georgia defense, that front seven. It's insane. Their pass rush defense is amazing and how they could just rush the QB. It's, I don't know. It, it, it's, I, I'm looking forward to a great game. I'm really hoping Georgia pulls it out and beats Alabama. Oh, 100%. But again, we never know because Alabama has a lot of history and they can do a lot of different things. So. Yeah, but honestly, it'd be exciting to see a couple teams not in there that normally in there. So let's see here. Oh, yeah. If, if Alabama loses and Oklahoma State wins, I could see potentially Oklahoma State gets in, but I wouldn't be surprised if the committee still has Bama in the playoff rankings. Well, the thing is, is if Alabama loses, okay, if Alabama loses to Georgia, I guarantee you they'll drop probably down to either fourth or fifth if Cincinnati wins. If Cincinnati wins, I bet you they'll be up to the third place spot. 100%. And then if Oklahoma State wins and gets lucky, they could top that fourth spot and kick Alabama out for like, I don't know, for the first time in like, I don't know how many years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, makes makes it even funnier because uh, if Alabama and both Oklahoma State loses, I guarantee you Notre Dame gets in if they win. If they win. Who does Notre Dame play? I forgot. I actually don't know. But anyways, I'm not too concerned about Notre Dame. I don't really like them. I don't like the Mm. sixth or seventh Notre Dame or Ohio State. I don't like either of them. So I don't really care if they don't get in. I can understand that. (laughs) So especially because Ohio State's not even in their championship game for the the Big Ten. Yeah, they're not. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's Iowa and Michigan. So. I'm just hoping that Alabama doesn't make it because I'm tired of seeing Bama in there all the time. I know, me too. Man, I remember when Auburn used to be in there almost all the time too. You know, things are changing in college football, so. Yeah, that's a good sign though. I like that. Exactly. And now let's jump into another segment. You know, Ethan's a Arizona native. So Arizona sports have been – up and down, you would probably say for most of your your lifetime, but this year is a little bit different. This year's a lot different. I mean, minus the Coyotes and the D-backs, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it's good to have at least two two uh, Arizona sports teams be in the top of their leagues. Yeah, you know, having the Cardinals lead the NFL in their best record at nine and two right now. Still got a lot of fighting ahead, and they're getting chased, but 
I think yeah. they can pull it off for sure. And with the Suns, man, it's it's crazy the way I watched them play basketball last year. That was awesome. And the way they're playing this year is just in, more insane. Yeah. I'm hoping the D-backs and the Coyotes can figure something out, assuming the Coyotes don't find someplace else. But <laughs> that's, that's really interesting because I, I listen to 98.7 FM religiously. Um, yeah. And, and, and I guess the team owner really is like, well, these are baseless claims. Uh, about the team moving but you know it's just difficult because a glendale's in the middle of nowhere so it's really hard to have a fan base out there when a the team is struggling and two yeah it's out in the middle of nowhere but you know obviously they're trying to build a new stadium out in tempe they obviously have to find a interim home for the next couple years because gila river's kicking them out yeah it's just hard when you're when your team's not doing so well you can't build a good market and then you have the Cardinals right next door who's basically taking that market. Well, for real, because, I mean, people are going to want to go to games if they're good. Exactly, exactly. It was, it's, it's been like that, especially with the D-backs. There have been years with the Dimebacks where they haven't been good and they've been losing ticket sales and money and marketing. It's just no fan's going to want to go watch their team when they suck. No. No fan's no going to want to go watch their team when they suck. And that, that loses value in the team, in the franchise. Yeah. So to me, the D-backs are a really interesting case because I mean, personally for me, I just think uh, this might sound harsh, but they're, they're just a boring team. They, I, I will admit it. They can be, they can be absolutely, but they've had some exciting seasons to watch. They've yeah. had some exciting seasons to watch. I mean, I remember watching back in 2017, that, that, that team that year. Yeah. I liked watching that team. I thought that team was fun and exciting to watch play baseball. I mean, yeah. They won, what, 90, 96, 97 games that year? And I couldn't tell you, but all, all I remember, I was uh, sitting at college watching them beat the Rockies. I'm obviously from Colorado, so I wasn't too happy about that. When uh, <laughs> The moment of the game just irritated me. Archie Bradley, lest I remind you, he is a pitcher, okay? Yeah. And he, he, hits a, <laughs> he hits a triple into the gap. I was like, how do yep. you let this man – Who's a pitcher hit a triple? Yep. Yep. It was like, I, I loved watching that game. That game was fun to watch for both sides. I think it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was a very high score wide core game. <sighs> I mean, both, both teams are in disarray right now. The Rockies, as much as I love them, I, you know, they're kind of after that last uh, trade off season, shipping Arenado over to St. Louis and giving 50 million to me is like, that that that's ridiculous. So they didn't get yeah. really any prospects in return, and you had to shell out that much money. That's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know what the Rockies are doing. I honestly don't know. <laughs> yep, I, I would I would like to know too because they've been really crummy ever since you know ever pretty much. They made the uh, the World Series in two thousand seven only to get swept by the Red Sox. So yeah. I try not to remember that year because that was the year they swept the D-backs in the NLCS <laughs> to get to the World Series. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. The Rockies, you know, disarray. They're probably going to, you know, Trevor Story is probably not going to re-sign there. So that's another player gone who's arguably one yeah. of the best guys on that team. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. The Rockies are definitely going to be different. Yep, that's for sure. years. I mean, I, I will say I like the move the, the Diamondbacks had the other day. I don't know if you saw it. They signed uh, Mark Melanson to do a two-year, $14 million deal. 
Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Uh, that was pretty nice. That was a good. That was a good signing for them. Absolutely, because they need a closer. Hundred percent. They need a closer. Closer. And they can't close out games. <laughs> I just don't understand a guy like him. He's the saves leader the last four or five years, and he only gets yeah. a two-year, fourteen million dollar deal. Well, how how old is he? Is he like he's uh, in his thirties? Is he in his thirties? Yeah, I think mid thirties. Mid thirties. Well, it could, there could be different reasons. I mean. The D-backs, when, when they're losing the past couple seasons, they don't have a lot of money, so they can't spend a whole lot. And maybe sure. the Padres didn't want to re-sign them. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I mean, Mark Melanson, you know, he's always been kind of fun to watch. He's bounced around a lot from Pittsburgh, yeah. San Francisco, Padres, and now he's in Arizona. So we'll see uh, if anything happens there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then yeah. before before we continue on about baseball, we got today's hat of the day presented by the Oakland Athletics. It's a nice trucker hat, camo. It's got the nice athletic script on there with the elephants. Um, I grew up in that Oakland, San Francisco area, so kind of always enjoyed watching the athletics play. But after this year, kind of disappointed because Bob Melvin gets up and goes to San Diego. I don't get that. Yeah. So you clearly have the best manager in Oakland athletics history and he gets up and walks out yeah I don't know but it'll be it'll be what is he going for San Diego for is he he's the the manager in San Diego now oh is he okay I didn't read up on it too much so I didn't know I mean I like the Padres don't get me wrong but Bob Melvin's done so much for Oakland so well he's done he's done so much for a bunch of teams I mean he was the D-backs manager I think for a year or two yeah, he was the D-backs manager for a couple of years. Yeah. He was also their bench coach when uh yeah, he was also the bench coach for about time. I mean, he's done a lot for different different teams. And I think it'll be exciting for him to go to San Diego and yeah. take care of that team. I mean, it's gonna be now rougher for the D-backs in that division, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be exciting. And um, I don't know, the Oakland Athletics, they're kind of a weird team in my opinion. <laughs> sure. You know. They have their they have their great great years and then they have their terrible terrible years and it's I don't know yeah I mean team. I get you I uh the the team is just so funny to me they've got one of the lowest payrolls in baseball but yet they are yeah. always competing for the playoffs yeah exactly it, it's it's amazing so it, just, it goes to show that money doesn't always mean success that's honestly no, my opinion is on that. Yeah, you can spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on these players, on these good players like Arnado or like Bryce Harper or any one of those players. You can spend millions and millions of dollars on them. doesn't mean they're going to get you to a World Series. 100%. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. I agree. I mean, look at, look at Bryce Harper. He said, what, what was his contract with the Phillies? It was like a 13 325, I think. Exactly. And where what are the Phillies doing? I mean, he 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 got a personal accolade. He won MVP of the NL, so he that's won good MVP. for him. Yeah, great for him. But where's the team going? Yeah, exactly. Where's the team going? It's like the Angels, I mean, dude. It's like the Angels. Yeah, it's like you signed Mike Trout to this huge contract, deservedly so because he's such a good player. Oh, he's the best but, player. He's the best player in baseball. Yeah, exactly. Just like I said, deservedly so. But where's the angel? Where are the Angels going? Yeah, nowhere. Especially he wasn't healthy last year, but which brings us into our next segment too, because I'm kind of actually mad at baseball. Baseball is in a lockout because the 
CBA expired. And so now no moves can be made. No players can get traded right now until a new deal is done. Um, It's the first strike since 94 when they canceled the World Series. So I'm really hoping that it doesn't get too long into the season. And yeah, um, I just, man, I don't know if Manfred, I don't know. I feel like he's putting blame on the, the players for wanting too much um, in their negotiations. But I mean, I don't think Manfred has been a great commissioner for baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read up too much on it because I know it just happened like very, very recently. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to go to the extent of to where they're going to cancel the world series. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're going to start the season and maybe a later season and maybe a shortened season. I don't know. But I don't think they're going to go to the extent of the 94-95 season, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just started, so we we would just have to wait and see, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm the thing in my mind, regardless of whatever side you're on, the players or the management, you know who this really hurts is us, the fans here, because the fans, yeah, we 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 had just gotten you know dealing with this pandemic, um, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day. You know, we missed a whole season of going to baseball games and all that stuff, you know, obviously makes sense. But if, if this gets into the season, like that's going to be a bummer for the fans. You know, MLB is always trying to get a new, you know, outlook in its fan base, get younger. But, you know, things like this ain't going to really help baseball. No, it's not. It's not going to help baseball at all or its fans. It's really going to hurt the fans more than anything else, in my opinion. So, I, I mean, we'll fans... see what happens, but. They got to yeah. really keep the fans in mind, I think, with any of this stuff because they don't do something right here. A lot of fans will probably be gone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. But I'll tell you, before this lockout started, there have been some crazy deals done around the, the baseball. And they've MLB collectively has already spent almost $2 billion on free agents in November alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's the highest it's been the last four or five years on spending. And let me tell you one team who's absolutely gone ballistic with their spending, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. 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 They went crazy with their spending. (laughs) Okay. You want, you know, you want to hear what's crazy. They signed four players collectively. Mm -hmm. They did not spend half a million dollars. They spent half a billion dollars on four players. Half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars. Yep. They spent 561. $561 $561 million on four guys. Yeah. And to me, I mean, obviously they're going hard for it, but the Rangers are garbage. The Rangers are garbage. <laughs> they, they finished last in the AL West with yep. a 60 and a 102 record. That is yep. an atrocity. Mm-hmm. So n- not only that, all the other teams have gotten better since free agency yep. started. Oh, absolutely. So the Angels... You know, I think they finished third to last, but number one, you got Mike Trout, who's going to be healthy this year. Mm-hmm. Number two, you got Shohei Hotani, which is argu- arguably the best two-way player baseball's ever seen. Since Babe Ruth, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just, I don't understand it. He pitches well. He hits well. I just, it, it just boggles my it's, mind. It, it's insane. We've never seen a player like that since Babe Ruth. We haven't. Yeah. And, so it's, and, it's, 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 new to, it's new to all of us because we haven't seen a player like that in like years so yeah i mean i just don't get it either but like 
this just goes to show you not does only one player make a team because you saw what Shohei did. They couldn't even make the playoffs with Shohei, Shohei doing what he did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I mean, once they add Mike Trout back, you know, they might be, they'll be a lot more competitive and they added two more pitchers. They added Noah Syndergaard and mm-hmm. Michael Lorenzen. So the Rangers think they can spend half a billion dollars and get a guaranteed playoff spot. I'm putting a prediction out here. They still finish last in their division. Yeah, if at best they're the last. Yes. So you go ahead and spend half a billion dollars and see what that gets you. <laughs> you know, oh well. But it's just so funny because yeah. like people think spending money means winning, and that obviously isn't true. That's not the case. Oakland proved that. Yeah, exactly. Oakland uh-huh. proved that. I Man. mean, unfortunately, they haven't, they haven't been to the World Series since like the what. 80s or 90s yeah but but it, they're winning they were winning so it's not like i mean it's not like they were playing terrible or losing 100 games they were playing really good baseball yeah so it's like but you you, you still got to build the team around winning playoff games and getting to the world series and winning that so it's like i mean you could play to win but you eventually have to work your way to play through you know, the ALDS, the ALCS, and then eventually to the World Series. Yeah, I get you. So, I just, yeah. I've always been a fan of the A's, but uh, it's just a bummer. A lot of players just get up and leave because obviously I would want money too, but it's like, I feel like most sports, I mean, which makes sense, they're worried about money, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, I'll, sure, I'll take a 10-year, $365 million deal. Sure, hand me that much money. It's like, oh my oh, yeah. gosh absolutely (laughs) but like that that to me is insane like honestly like it's always so crazy to think how these owners can spend that much money like it's like where do you get that money from so it's like i mean i know they have (laughs) billions upon billions but i'm just it's just shocking to me oh yeah oh yeah merchandise (laughs) ticket sales i can i can name a bunch of things where they get that millions of dollars yep (laughs) (laughs) and then you also got uh the mets too they're trying to to solidify their place in baseball you got yeah signing max scherzer and you got probably the best one-two punch in baseball right now oh yeah that's gonna it's gonna be that's gonna be a good team it's gonna be a good having that one-two pitching yep with uh, max scherzer and degrom it's yep. gonna be good and of course they signed a couple of a- athletics players they signed sterling Marte and uh Mm-hmm. what's the other mark canna so we like all right oh yeah the A's are getting up and moving so yeah <laughs> but I, exactly. I just hope that this lockout doesn't last too long because you know yeah. we got to see more deals be done like just crazy how much money's been being spent well what spring training starts in the end of february so yeah. we got a little bit of time but well, obviously so up. but i mean the <laughs> issue is if it's if it's as bad as 94 that's that's an issue that's an issue i don't think it'll be as bad as 94 because 94 was pretty terrible but i don't know like i said we'll just have to wait and see because there's still some time left yeah i mean you're you're more of a uh football guy right i i'm i i I mean i pay attention more to football than i do to baseball but i i I know my way around baseball yeah is there anything else you want to hit on any thoughts you got about anything Mm, no i'm 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 good. <laughs> awesome. All righty. Well, thanks for joining again, Ethan. Always love having you on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah.
Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Man That Has Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in as always, and I will see you guys in the next episode.